Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators. Happy Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Saturday, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, a podcast where you get weekly reflections and guided meditations to help you set intentions, pursue your life purpose, and really just go about your week in a very intentional, loving, peaceful, and balanced manner. Now this is part two of our four-part Discovering Your Dharma or Pursuing Your Life Purpose series. So if you're just tuning in, I do recommend that you go back at least one episode and maybe two episodes uh, to really get an idea of what we're talking about because this four-part series does go in steps. So I do hope that you listened to the meditation last week, maybe you started thinking, you took some action steps, because what we're going to do is build off of that. Now, if you don't know what Dharma is, then go back two episodes and you will learn what Dharma is, the true sense of it. What it basically means is that we all have come to this earth for a reason. We have a very unique gift that only we have, that only we can share with the world. And through this four-part series, I'm going to help you uncover it. I'm going to help you get rid of all resistance or anything that's blocking it so that you can finally step in to what your true purpose is. Last week, we talked about setting forth a desire and then detaching from it. So again, I'm not going to reiterate anything. I'm going to assume that you listened to last week's episode. The second part of this four-part series, today's episode, we are going to be talking about releasing those blocks so that we really can uncover our life purpose, and more importantly, we can pursue it and find that success and that abundance and that fulfillment that we all yearn for. So I'm going to start with a quote, and then I'm going to tell you a short little story after that. Today's quote comes from somebody who's been a little controversial. She actually got uh, in trouble for embezzlement. Um, I chose not to read about it. I am not trying to bring negativity into anything or say anything about the situation that I don't know about. But the reason I give that little disclaimer is because if you recognize her name or you heard about it, then you can be like, why is this girl quoting this woman? You know, she's been accused of all this crap. Well, the reason I'm quoting her is because it's a really good quote and it talks exactly about what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to read from it. It's from Mary Manon Morrissey. And again, whatever your opinions are of her, her situation, or maybe you never even heard of her, that's fine. Just take all that out and listen to the words. So the quote states, Even though you may want to move forward in your life, you may have one foot on the brakes. In order to be free, we must learn how to let go, release the hurt, release the fear, refuse to entertain your old pain. The energy it takes to hold on to the past is holding you back from a new life. What is it you would let go of today. So I think we can all agree that's a good quote. 
And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. We're going to be talking about uncovering these blocks and releasing them. Because like she said, the reason I loved this quote so much, the reason why I chose to use it is because of the first line, even though you may want to move forward in your life, which we all do, you may have one foot on the brakes. What we're going to do through this episode and what we discuss and through the guided meditation is we're going to slowly lift that foot off the brakes. And we do that by removing all of that extra weight. So it's kind of like you have one foot on your brakes, but you can't lift it up because it's being weighed down. There's like a brick on top of it. And what that brick is filled with is all of these blocks, all of the energetic blocks, all of the subconscious beliefs that hold us back from really going forward. So once we allow ourselves to release those, then that weight lifts and we can continue to drive forward. So I told you I was going to tell you a little story and it doesn't go along with this episode. It actually goes along with last week's episode. Because as I talk with you all about these subjects, I'm going through this myself. You know, I'm doing the meditation. I'm doing what I talk about as well. And so, you know, this past week, I've really focused on trust. Just trusting. I I have my desires. I sent them into the universe. And I had to remind myself to detach and to trust. So anyway, I feel like whenever we're going through this process, the universe, God, our angels, they send us signs. Little reassurances like, yeah, you're on the right track. Yep, you know, all these things that you think and you read about, they're actually real. And today I've had, or actually this week, sorry, I've had multiple of those signs. It's been incredible. But I'm just going to tell you a quick story. On my other podcast, The 9 to 5 Dropout Show, I talk to different people who have uh, quit their day jobs to pursue their dreams, to become entrepreneurs, and we have all different kinds of people on there. It's really fun, especially because I get to connect with all different types of people and then share that with an audience who is looking to do the same. One of my very first interviews for that podcast, because it's fairly new, it's actually really new, I think I'm only like four or five episodes in, was with a woman named Mariel Miller. And I think she's okay with me sharing her name on here. And she is actually a franchise consultant. So she helps people go into franchises. It's a really interesting field. It's almost like a real estate agent for franchises. So somebody who wants to look into a franchise goes to her. They don't pay her anything. She finds them the right fit. They go through, you know, what's right for that person, their lifestyle. And then she helps them find a franchise, make sure that that's a good fit, helps them with financing. It's super interesting to me. Anyway, my very first interview was with her and it didn't record. So we had a great interview. You know, whenever you just talk to somebody and you really vibe and now interviewing people, I understand what a flow in an interviewer conversation is really like. Because some people, they all have been really well, but some people you just really, really vibe with. And she was one of them and it went so great. And then we stopped the interview and it didn't record. I lost it. I was so frustrated. 
I'm in contact with the support for the program that I used. You, you all know that I'm trained in Reiki by this point. I'm sending it Reiki energy for the highest and the best good. Nope. Can't recover it. Gone forever. We had to redo the interview. That feeling was just like, oh, like I wasted her time. I felt really bad mostly because I wasted her time. Also, it was such a good interview. How are we ever going to recapture that? All this kind of stuff. So I emailed her. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, so she was really nice about it. We rescheduled and we rescheduled for several weeks later. What's kind of weird is we rescheduled and then we got the dates mixed up. I didn't send her the confirmation until later. She didn't get it until after the interview. So we missed our second interview. First interview didn't record. Second interview she missed. (laughs) Finally get together for the third interview. Interview goes good. But what happened after was really amazing. And that is, we started talking, we had a conversation, I realized that she is into spirituality, there's a whole other side to her business that she really wants to, you know, kind of integrate or focus on, but she never really has had the chance, other things have taken priority. So she's always had a book that she's wanted to write, she's had this course in the back of her mind, we get to talking, I tell her that I've written and self-published books, that I've done courses, essentially what we're going to do is end up collaborating. Now, if that first interview would have recorded, and possibly if we would have had that second interview on that second date, That conversation after would have never occurred. We would have just had the interview. I would have posted it. Maybe we would have stayed in touch. Maybe not. But we never would have gotten into that conversation. We certainly didn't after the first interview. So that was my sign last week when I'm really working on trusting and detaching to show me that when things seem really crappy and really annoying and really frustrating, even those situations, things we think don't work out and we're really upset about it, Those situations even are happening for a reason, and we need to trust. For whatever reason, during that first interview, the energy wasn't right, the timing wasn't right for us to have that conversation after. And so the universe kind of stepped in and was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to delete this recording because y'all need to do this again. And you won't be ready until now to do it. And I think that's what happens a lot when we're searching for our dharma, and that's what we talked about last week, is this kind of detachment. Yes, we can say, these are things that I want to do. These are things I believe are very important to me, my values, what I care about the most. But there is a force that is greater than us, greater than our egos, that helps us along the way. So after we set forth those desires, we have to just trust. And once you do, the universe will give you these signs saying it's gonna be okay there's a reason for everything so i just had to tell that story because it totally went along with last week please reach out and let me know if you've had any experiences i'd love to hear what's going on along this journey so let's move on now to this week's topic and that is releasing blocks so that we don't get in our own way anymore so that when we detach there's nothing deep within us that is playing this old story, that's holding on to this old energy that's really stopping us from progressing on this path. So what I want to do is I want to talk about several different modalities for releasing blocks. And I'm going to obviously get into some Eastern practices 
Well, I guess that's not obvious. <laughs> I'm going to get into some Eastern practices and also talk about a couple people who today really address releasing blocks. One of them I personally talked to, one I just know about. So anyway, I'm going to pull from a bunch of different stuff. And then the meditation is really going to help you go through some basic areas of your life and allow you to release those blocks. So I wanted to do something fun, and this is just if you're interested. Now, I know that if you've been listening to this show, you've heard me talk a couple times about how I pull oracle cards for myself. I do them for my friends, people in my life. What I wanted to do is offer you an oracle card reading. And so I just put it up on my Etsy shop where I sell some of my meditations. It's really just the easiest place to put it up. And what this is going to be is I will pull three cards for you to show you your three individual blocks. So I put it on sale and I'm also going to put a coupon code below. So it's going to be really cheap. Now, after the discount and the coupon, I'm not sure how expensive it's going to be, but it's going to be cheap. So plug it into Etsy, see how much it would be, see if that's something you're interested in. But I got the idea and I pulled the cards for myself. And it's so interesting, you know, because we tend to know what a lot of our blocks are. Some of us don't, but some of us who've been working on this kind of stuff for a while, we know, but still pulling those cards, I was like, oh my God, that's so true. It is so true. Things that maybe we need to see in front of our face to say, yes, this is your block. Just stop it. Stop doing this. And other things that bring these habits that we don't even realize we do to our attention. So I'll tell you the one block that I got that really surprised me, but didn't surprise me at all. So the block was regret. And, you know, whenever I interpreted the card, what this regret card really meant was that I was holding on to things from the past and bringing that energy into everything new that I create. So for example, I would think, oh, well, I tried this in the past, so it's and it didn't work that well, so it's not going to work that well now. I could be creating a completely different product, I could be doing something completely different, but I, when I'm creating it, I have that running in the back of my mind that it didn't work out in the past, it's not going to work out now. That's what that card told me. And I realized that that is an old stagnant energy. That is an energy that before I can fully flourish and really give my gifts to this world, that needs to go. That has held me back for far too long. And so since then, whenever I'm doing anything creative, whenever you were just offering this Oracle card reading now, whenever I first thought of it, it was like such a good idea. I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's so fun. Like, I know that I would be interested in that. And then the thought came in like, yeah, but people won't like it. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be interested in it. And then I realized that was an old stagnant energy that was coming up. Whenever I was creating the little page on Etsy, you know, I was trying to put that good, positive, forward, moving energy. Like, yeah, of course people are going to want this. It's fun. It's cheap. It's clarifying. It goes exactly with what we're getting into now. That's the energy I put into it. So anyway, I told you that because, well, first, if you're interested in getting this reading, it can be really eye-opening. And what you'll do is I'll pull three cards for you for your three main blocks, and then I will uh, send you like an MP3 download of the interpretation. So I'll send you a little picture of it, and then I'll do the MP3 download so you can listen to how I intuitively, excuse me, how I intuitively interpreted everything um, and what the cards really mean. 
So I'm telling you this, not only to let you know what that is all about, but also to let you know how these blocks just constantly are affecting us even when we don't realize it. It's kind of like they're running in the back of our mind, they're running within our bodies, and they're affecting the energy that we put out, they're affecting how we present ourselves, how we present our work to the world. And that's why step two in discovering your dharma is releasing those blocks because all they do is they cloud everything. They cloud our vision. They cloud our interpretation. They stop us from pursuing what we actually should be pursuing in our lives. So as I mentioned, I'm going to talk about a couple different modalities. And the first person that I want to mention is his name is Reggie McKeever. And I also talked with him on my other podcast. And, you know, I got to bring the spirituality and the energy work into it, even though it's for entrepreneurs, because there's a lot of people who want to be spiritual entrepreneurs, like I am. So I love it when somebody comes on who has that background in energy and love and all that kind of good stuff. So Reggie McKeever is just this kind of person. What he actually does is he can read fingernails. And I sent him a picture of my fingernails. He can read them. He can see what areas of your body are blocked up, um, both physically like, and then emotionally and spiritually. So I sent him a picture of my fingernails and he was so spot on with everything. It was really crazy. So what he did was he gave me some um, detoxes, some different like vitamins and minerals to take to physically get some of this stuff out of my body, you know, because our organs will hold on to emotion. So like the liver holds on to anger. If you have blocks of anger, if you wake up angry a lot of times, and you know, this is just coming from my own experience and talking with him. So definitely consult like a doctor before you do anything medically or take substances. But a lot of times the anger is stemming from the liver. So doing a liver cleanse can help you cleanse some of that out of there. From what Reggie said, like anxiety and fear can often be in the kidneys. If you are an anxious person and or stressed out and you feel a lot of it in your gut, in your stomach, and you have stomach issues, doing a physical cleanse of that can help get some of it out. And then also you're, you're physically getting it out, but then also, you know, replacing that, working with your mindset, working with your energy so it doesn't build back up again. So Reggie has a program. He travels all around the world, not just reading fingernails, but talking to different businesses about really clearing these energetic blocks, about getting your mind right so that people can find success and the abundance and get past the negativity and the anxiety. And whenever I was talking with him, his recommendations in the system that he pretty much uses is first to ask yourself where these negative thoughts, where these blocks are coming from. A lot of times what we do is when we have a negative thought, we have a fear, we have a block that comes up that presents itself to us, we want to cram it back down. We don't want to experience it. We don't want to feel it. And we do not want to admit to ourselves that that is something within us. Nobody wants to admit that we have tons of anger within us. Nobody wants to admit that we have low confidence in ourselves, that we don't love ourselves. We don't want to admit this stuff. So we think that it is easier to push it deep down. And when we do this, it just gets stuck. 
stuck and it blocks us. So yeah, maybe we're not feeling that anger on the surface, but there's a constant underlying anger that affects everything. It affects how you see other people. It affects how you interact with your world. It affects how you see yourself, how you think your projects are going to work out for you. And all we see is the constant patterns in our life, life proving to us that we live in an angry world, life proving to us that people aren't going to like us, they're not going to like our creations, that our work is never good enough. But what we don't see is how there's that underlying anger or that underlying block that is behind everything. So what Reggie recommends, and I absolutely agree, is you just ask yourself, step one is just being open and allowing your body to tell you, allowing your subconscious to tell you, allowing your higher self to tell you, like, what's going on? Allowing yourself to kind of feel these emotions, not running from them, not trying to push them down. Allow them to bubble up, feel them, and ask where it's coming from. Now, after that, try to trace back where this belief, this emotion originated. Now, you might have several memories pop up. You might, you know, have another emotion come up and then you have different thoughts in your mind. Like, it's not really a straightforward process. It's not going to be the same for everybody. Whenever we're working with this kind of stuff, it's so individual. So I can't tell you exactly what you will experience. But just ask yourself, where did this start? See what comes up. Again, our natural inclination so often is to want to push things out of our mind, not to want to deal with it. And I always say this whenever we talk about these kind of topics. If you've experienced trauma, do this with a trained professional. Don't do it by yourself. But whenever you find the source, then you can go back and you can shine a light onto that. Saying, you know what, it's not fair, these things that we had to go through. But this does not mean you had to carry that same anger with you. You can release it. You are worthy. I am worthy of releasing this anger. I am not going to be another person who then carries on more pain and more anger in my life. You can go through this process of really understanding, shining positivity onto it, and through that process, releasing it. And as you release it, bringing in the love and the confidence, bringing in the positive energy, the light to replace that old negative energy. Coming up with new thought processes, new affirmations to say to yourself. And I'm not going to go into that now because, spoiler alert, that's kind of what we're talking about next episode. But right now we're just talking about getting rid of those blocks. So that's one way of getting rid of those blocks is really searching for the source, and then seeing these instances that implanted these negative blocks within us, this resistance within us, seeing them in a different light, seeing them from the person you are now. But you had to let yourself feel them. You had to let yourself bring them up. And as you go throughout your days and you experience this anger, you experience anxiety or fear, ask yourself, where is this coming from? Where did it stem from? And allow yourself in those moments to experience it for what it is and then release it. You can simply say, 
I know that this came from experiences I had in my past. I do not need to hold on to this anymore. I release it. And this is not like a one and done process. This is something that you're going to continue to do, but it is way, way, way better than cramming it deep down and having it just build within you. Now, what others have talked about is similar to the program that I have, the Mindset Makeover Challenge, which is just a 10-day program where we really work on the mental. It's not so spiritual. We, there are meditations and things like that, but we really work on diving deep into the subconscious and eliminating a lot of these blocks and then reworking our brain and developing new thinking patterns so that we can see the world in a whole new light. And, you know, we eliminate things like fears and judgments and criticisms and blocks around money and all that kind of good stuff. So anyway, I just wanted to share with you a couple of things that we do in that program because I think they're very applicable to what we're talking about today. Uh, so one of the activities that we do are we go back into our past and we really examine everything that we've learned about ourselves and we go through major topics. So the first one, why well, I'm not going to name them in order because I don't have the course in front of me right now. And I developed it a while ago, so I can't exactly remember the order they went through. But we do things like your ability. What did you learn about your abilities growing up? What thoughts do you have about your ability? Whenever you try something new, what thoughts come into your head? You know, a lot of times we have these experiences during childhood that tell us, we're not able to do certain things. You know, it could be even a socialization thing. Girls aren't good at math. Boys aren't good with emotions. You know, we really, if you can write down on a piece of paper, limiting thoughts that I have about my abilities and just write down everything that comes to your mind. Go back into your childhood. Try to understand where they came from. And then you do the same for money. What did you learn about money growing up? Not only what were you taught, about money? How did your parents handle money? What did they show you? Did they show you that you would never have enough money? Did they tell you you would never have enough money in one way or another? Did they tell you that you would be working really hard the rest of your life and just getting by? And you know, this isn't at all about blaming anybody. It's just taking the power away from these limiting beliefs, from these blocks that we have. You know, so you do that about money. You just write down on a piece of paper, my limiting beliefs, my blocks around money are, write it all down. And as you're doing that, think about where it came from. Not to blame, but to take the power away from the thought by understanding its origin. Do the same about success. What have you learned about success? Did you think you could ever be an entrepreneur? Did you think you could ever be a CEO? Did you always think you would just be a worker bee? Or did you think that you had to be a CEO? You had to be the top of the class. You had to be the best football player. You had to win the spelling bee to be lovable. No, write down on a piece of paper. My thoughts about success are. Do the same for your self-love, your self-worth. What have you learned about your worthiness? Did you learn that your worthiness comes only from outside factors? Did you learn that you're not worthy? So if you think of any areas in your life where you're particularly blocked, where you really want to go somewhere, you really want to get somewhere different, but you haven't been able to, 
write that down on a piece of paper and then write down all of the beliefs you have about it. And then in the course, what we do and what I encourage you to do on your own is to create affirmations that counteract these beliefs. And these are affirmations that you can say to yourself in a meditation or just on a daily basis. Something that I like to do is I have affirmations written on my phone. So when I'm like waiting in line or bored and I typically would go on Facebook or Instagram, I force myself to pull up my affirmations and I read them. It makes me feel so much better than scrolling through social media. It's so much it's a much better use of time. You know, once you write these things down on the piece of paper and once you have your list of affirmations that you want to use, then what I want you to do is rip up that piece of paper or burn that piece of paper. Do something with that piece of paper with the intention that you are releasing those limiting beliefs. You are releasing those blockages that have held you back. You know they're not true. You know where they have come from. You know that you pick them up along the way. They're not part of you. They're not character flaws that you have. They're just blocks. Rip it up. Destroy it and be done with it. And those affirmations, now again, like I said, next week we're going to be talking more about how to view the world in a new way that's going to lead you to your dharma. But, you know, you can get a little bit ahead (laughs) if you have those affirmations. Read them to yourself every morning. Read them to yourself as often as you would like. I have tons of affirmation meditations and things on YouTube. Um, So I'll link to the Mindset Makeover Challenge and I'll link to my YouTube list as well if you need any help with that. Just another way to uncover those blocks, to take their power away, and then to use those, use that knowledge, not to hold you back anymore, but to propel you forward. Somebody else who I do not know personally, but I have watched different trainings of hers, who talks a lot about blocks, is Christy Sheldon. And she is a instructor. She is an intuitive coach. You'll see her a lot on Mind Valley. So if you're not familiar with Mind Valley, it is a website that offers teachings from a lot of different metaphysical, intuitive, holistic healers and trainers. Uh, so if you're into that, it's a good place to find different programs and courses and books and teachings and um, you know how it goes like all of the instructors have a free little training and then they have a paid course if you want to get more into it so anyway christy sheldon is you can look her up on youtube and i'm gonna link to um, this blog that i'm going to be referring to it's fun to listen to her basically so she is an intuitive and she's helped i think she said like over thirty thousand people And what she can do is see their blocks, see what's blocking them. And she has created a program that addresses 24 abundance blocks. And I'm not like an affiliate or anything for this program. I'm just mentioning it because I think that it's very true what she speaks about. And if you think this is something that can benefit you, then then look into it. Like I said, I'll link below. So she can see these different abundance blocks. And so she created a program that addresses each of these abundance blocks. So What I'm going to do is just actually go through all 24 of them. I found this online, so I'm not taking from her program or anything. And on the site that I'm going to link to, you can see a little video where she talks about it and goes a little more into depth about these things. First block that she talks about is resistance. 
And she talks about identifying the lies you have learned in life about money and abundance. So like whenever you were growing up, what you saw from your parents and these become ingrained. Now, these blocks that she talks about are abundance blocks, but a lot of this can go for different areas of your life. It can certainly go for your life purpose. So what did you learn growing up that creates resistance within you that stops you from being able to pursue your life and become successful. That's the abundance block number one. Two is doubt and fear, which I believe when I pulled my oracle cards, both of those came up. So (laughs) something that I had to work on. Abundance block three is the fear of change, which we talked a lot about last episode. Abundance block four is money zapping decisions. So these are choices that drain your abundance, like maxing out your credit cards, you never really get ahead, you know, spending more than you make, things like that. Abundance block five is the fear of growth, the fear of growing into somebody different, the fear of growing past maybe those people in your life. Abundance block six is the fear of success. Again, this can really stem from childhood things that you learned about people who were successful becomes fears. Abundance block eight is a fear of numbers. So this is for those of you who don't like looking at your bank statements or budgeting. You just have this fear of like figuring it all out. Abundance block nine is indecision, which... We will be talking about in a few episodes from now. Abundance block 10 is feeling stuck. 11 is not being clear on what you value the most, not knowing what your values are. You know, this again can come from being raised in a society that tells us what our values are and really suppressing what we truly value in life. If you don't know what you value most in life, then you can't discover your life purpose. Abundance block 12 is getting clear on your future, and that's kind of being able to step out of where you are now, what you've always done, so that you can see your future differently. How often have we tried to visualize our future, and then we have something comes up inside of us from deep down that says, you'll never have that. Why would you even think about that? Why would you even visualize that? You know, if whenever you were doing the meditation and you were trying to visualize this new future, if you had any of that, that's probably a block that you have. Abundance block 13 is clearing the clutter. So how many of us just have clutter everywhere that prevents us from getting organized? That is something last weekend that I did. Cleaned out my closet, cleaned out all the stuff on my desk for my business I do feel a lot lighter a lot more organized it's kind of like starting from ground zero like now I can stay on top of things I and mean, that's the idea right but that can definitely be a block if you're cluttered on the inside often that means that you're cluttered on the outside helping get the inside all cleared up and the outside all cleared up really frees up your energy abundance block 14 are family blocks and again I've never taken this course But whenever I think of family blocks, that's your role in the family. Who do you play in your family? Are you the baby who everybody takes care of? Are you the oldest who feels a sense of responsibility for the well-being of everybody? Are you the middle child who always feels forgotten or looked over? 
Now, I just totally did stereotypes for where you fall in your family, but it can be true. Just think of where you fall in your family and how that has potentially become a block for you. Abundance block 15 is clearing blame or it's the block of blame, placing blame on yourself, placing blame on others. I'll never get ahead because of this and that and that. You will never be able to move forward in your life if you focus on blaming because you take away your own power by doing that. Uh, Abundance block 16 is discovering the ultimate you. And that's really what we're trying to do through finding our dharma. But how much of a front do you put on on a daily basis? And we talked about this a few episodes back where we really talked about becoming authentic. But if you've lived your whole life trying to be somebody else, then that is a block you have to overcome before you can step into your true life purpose. Because you cannot step into your true life purpose being somebody else being somebody other than who you are. Abundance block 17 is generate your future self. So this is where she talks about creating a vibrational shift. And we're going to actually be talking about creating a new vibration later on. I'm getting all sorts of spoiler alerts. And she talks about having a block to, you know, earning money and profiting. Um, That's 18. Abundance block 19 is self-sabotage. How many times do you know that you should do something? You know that you should get up and work out. You know that you should eat healthier, but there's something within you that's just pulling you back all the time. That can be, that is a block. You know, we need to start thinking of these things, not as personal characteristics of us, not as our shortcomings, not as our failures, but as blocks that we can release, we can let go of, and we can grow past and emerge through to become our truest, most divine selves to step into our dharma. Abundance block 20 is clearing the lack of self-worth. This is a huge one. I would add self-love to this. Not feeling worthy of living the life that you want. The abundance block 21 is a financial mess. So she talks about it like fear of messing things up. Well, if I get money, then I'm just going to mess it up and lose it all. But she also talks about giving and taking. So if you are so worried about losing your money, then you don't give it out. And that blocks your energy. We've talked about that again on this podcast. It needs to be that continuous energy flow of everything. You take energy from the universe, you give energy back. If you are blocked in one of those, so if you're only giving that energy back, but you are not, you don't think you're worthy of receiving it, then that's an energy block. If you are so focused on only receiving that money, receiving recognition, receiving success, but you hoard it, that creates a block within you. Abundance block 22 are financial illusions. The illusion that money is just out of your reach or your dharma is just out of your reach. Other people can have a life purpose and fulfilling lives, but you can't. Like, it's just so close, but you can't get it. That's an illusion. And also seeing things other than what they are. The spiritual text all tell us that we are living in a dream, an illusion. Maya is another word for it. Basically, what that means is things just aren't 
as important as we make them out to be because we just get so immersed and so involved in this dream. But when you start to look at things as an illusion, as a dream, as things that I don't want to say that you can manipulate because we're not doing it in a negative way, but you're manipulating it by following these spiritual laws, following the laws of the universe, and you deserve to have this positive energy come back to you as you give it out. And it's all an illusion. So when you shift to think of it that way, it takes away from this illusion of like money is the be all end all and it's something I'll never have. That's just an illusion. It's an illusion. It's a block. And once you push past that block, then you can see life for what it really is. Abundance block 23 is fearing scarcity. And this so often comes from whenever we're children. And if you didn't have enough money, then you're always going to have a strained relationship with money. You are going to be so fearful that you won't have enough money that you're not going to be willing to give money, that, you know, you're always going to have a very funny relationship with money, that you're going to see those with money as bad. Um, because it's that ego coming in, like you have money and I never had money. And so you have to be a terrible person. At least I'm a good person. You know, that's, that's all that block. And, you know, we're talking about this with money because she's talking about abundance blocks, but this is so much more. I mean, there's a fear of scarcity in everything. If you didn't have love growing up, if you didn't feel love, then you can carry that into all areas of your life. You know, oh, those people are in a happy relationship, but that's not for me. Or when you do find love in your life as an adult, you hold on to it so tightly. You become so dependent on it. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. I just want to be loved. You can do it with a career. If you finally find a career that you are making a decent income, you can be you can hold on to it so tightly and the whole time you're fearing, what if I lose it? What if I lose it? All of that is a block and it comes from this fear of scarcity. We live in an abundant universe. Opportunities are everywhere. Abundance is everywhere. Love is everywhere. Once you release that block, you open yourself up to it. And then abundance block 24 she just says, is clearing blocks to welcoming abundance. So cultivating your talents inside that will bring this abundance in with your unique gifts. So that's basically what we're talking about when we're following our dharma, being you. Discovering who you truly are beneath the blocks. So seeing them as something separate from yourself. Knowing who you truly are and anything that contradicts that person, recognizing it as a block. So again, that's just another way to look at it. I like how she came up with these 24 blocks. It's come from what she's seen in people. I'll link to the article. It's it's for abundance, I know, and we're talking about life purpose. But, you know, if you have a block to abundance, that same block could definitely be blocking your life purpose. It could be blocking your success. It could be blocking your love and your relationships. And I want to quickly just mention some Eastern practices and talk about blocks in those practices because what we talked about up until this point is recognizing the blocks for what they are, allowing them to come up and processing through them often on a mental level. Recognizing that my block to abundance stemmed from my parents telling me that rich people are bad, money doesn't grow on trees, yada, yada, yada. That's working through it on a mental level. I want to talk a little bit more about 
Eastern practices to working through these blocks more on an energetic level and also a physical level. Because sometimes we have them, we don't know what they are, we don't know where they stem from, and sometimes we don't need to know. You know, Reiki really helps with that. So some practitioners tell clients that Reiki is just for relaxation, but in my experience with getting Reiki myself and working on other people, is it releases blocks. You know, people will twitch whenever they get Reiki. If anybody has ever taken a yoga class and had just a very spiritual experience during it, a really good energy flow, and you're in Shavasana and you've twitched during Shavasana, often this is an energy release. You released a block. So what Reiki does is it just really pushes through this high vibrational energy and it can almost sweep out these blocks that you've been holding on to, blocks on a physical level, blocks on a mental level, blocks on an emotional level, you have different layers of your energetic body. Um, so for Reiki, depending on where you put your hands, you're working on a different level. So if you want to work on a physical level, you're really on the body and you're helping these blocks get out of your body. Like Reggie told me when he was reading my fingernails, you know, I need to do a liver cleanse. I need to work on my thyroid. Those are physical things that I need to cleanse from me, physical emotions I need to cleanse for me. There's also a mental body to really help with mental clarity. And then, you know, the higher your hands go, the more you're working on the energetic or the spiritual body. So there can be blocks on all of those. What Reiki does is it just kind of pushes them through. Acupuncture is another one. You know, traditional Chinese medicine doesn't necessarily view the body as Western medicine does in terms of organs and systems. It views them as meridians. There are blocks on different points of our body. And what happens is when there's a block, the energy cannot flow. It cannot enter. It cannot exit. And it blocks up other parts. And I'm not that familiar with it. But what I'll do, I think I'll link to a a good explanation of that as well if you are interested. So what it does whenever you're putting the needles in is it kind of releases those blocks and allows the energy to flow. If you look into uh, Indian cultures and spirituality there, you talk a lot about the chakra system. And so we have seven main chakras. Um, Some people say that we have 12 chakras. Uh, Other belief systems say that we have a whole bunch of chakras. (laughs) So, uh, you know, for the main seven, um, it starts at the base of your spine, goes all the way up your spine to the crown of your head. And these different chakras represent different energy points. So something cool that I'm actually doing this weekend is I'm going to be leading a group on meditation and clearing your chakras. So I'm going to see if I can record the chakra clearing meditation. And if I can, I will upload it to this podcast. I don't know if it will release the same day that the other meditation releases, but as soon as I can get it up, I'll throw it up there. That's if I can record it. So anyway, you have your chakras going up your body associated with different parts of your energy. So for example, the root chakra at the base of your spine is associated with who you are as a person with being grounded on this physical plane. The second chakra, which is below your belly button, deals with your creativity. So if you're feeling creatively stifled, if you have things like writer's block, then the belief is, is there's possibly a block in that chakra. If you go up to your solar plexus, this is the area 
between your belly button and your ribs, like where your diaphragm is, that is your source of personal power, your source of willpower. So if you find that you really have a hard time standing up for yourself, you really have a hard time setting goals and sticking to them, finding that willpower, there could be a block in that chakra. The fourth chakra is your heart chakra. That's love, self-love, love for others, feeling connected. If you have a hard time feeling connected to others, it can be a block in that chakra. Fifth chakra is your throat chakra. That is your source of communication, both communicating with others, but then also understanding others clearly. So if you feel like you can never really speak up for yourself, then that can be a block in that chakra. The sixth chakra is your spiritual eye that's located in between the eyebrows at your center for intuition. So if we're talking about intuition on this show, you've just had a really hard time tuning into it. It could be a block there. And then the final chakra at the top of your head is your connection to the divine, to source, to spirituality. Often whenever I meditate and others meditate, they feel a sensation, a tingling in the top of their head. Now, I'm not saying if you've never felt that you had a you have a block, but you could. You know, if you have maybe been an atheist for years and now you're discovering spirituality and you're just opening up to it, you might have some blockages there. If you cringe every time you hear the word God because of the dogmas of religion and that has caused you to cut yourself off from spirituality, from energy, that can be a block there. So in these chakras, it's the same as with the traditional Chinese medicine, with the Reiki. The idea is that energy needs to flow through them. If you are clear, if you are balanced, if you're able to fully fulfill your dharma, you have to have that energy flowing because whenever it gets stuck, you're not able to be the person who you are are who you truly are and those negative thought patterns and those negative negative habits take you astray so with the chakra system there is something called vrittis it's v-r-i-t-i and what that means is whirlpool so it is a belief that you have these whirlpools in your chakras and and they are the reason why we can want to do something we can want to change something so much but oh we keep just going out and doing the same things that are taking us and continue to take us away from our dharma. So it would be like, let's say you have a vritti, a whirlpool in your third chakra, the one that is really about willpower. Let's say you really want to start your own business, but every single day you wake up You want to start your own business, but then this happens and you end up here and then you go there and then a friend asks you to dinner and you're like, okay, I'll just go to dinner. Every single day you're like, oh, I did nothing on my business. That's most likely a vritti in that area because what it's doing is it's taking you away. You know, you're not able to sit down and say, I am going to do this today. Instead, you're allowing the world to try to kind of guide you and you're going with it. And then before you know it, it's 10 o'clock at night and you've done nothing to start your new business. So whenever you do yoga, whenever you do meditation, whenever you do specific meditations like Kriya Yoga or other types of yoga that are meant to really move the energy through the chakras, then you can kind of break those whirlpools free, break those blocks free. 
so that you're no longer getting off path. You're no longer being distracted. You're no longer being pulled into old habits. So there are many ways to eliminate these blocks, to dissolve these blocks. I know that this has been a longer episode, but I wanted to give you a whole bunch of information because everybody is so different. So if you were drawn to something that I said, if one of the 24 abundance blocks really stood out to you, then meditate on it, then journal about it, then dig deep into yourself and see what it is. If whenever I talked about acupuncture or the chakras or Reiki, if something stood out and you're like, you know what, I think I can really use that, go for it. Often what happens is once we start working with the energy, once we start getting the energy flowing, then all of these things we've suppressed start to come up to the surface so we can actually work on them. Many therapists that practice traditional Western psychology will send their clients to get some energy work done because if we don't know what we're dealing with, if we've pushed it so deep down within us, if we've suppressed it so deep down within us, then we can't work through anything in therapy. But by adding in some energy work from Eastern practices or from any energy work, metaphysical energy work, working with crystals, shamans, like whatever it is, then often it will break those blocks free enough. It will release some of the blocks so that you can get to the underlying causes. I encourage you this week to just focus on what your blocks are. Meditate on them, journal about them, allow them to come up for you if you think that would be safe for you to work on your own. If not, definitely work with a professional. Allow them to come up, shed new positive light on them from who you know you truly are, and release them. And the meditation is absolutely going to help with this. So I apologize for this being a longer episode. I truly hope that you got a lot of value from it. This is going to be a big week for a lot of us. Like, let's just get all of this crap out of the way so that we can move forward or at least get some of it out of the way. Okay, I don't think we're going to completely flush our system of all all of our blocks, but if we can get a lot of it out of the way, that would be amazing. (laughs) Okay, I wish you a beautiful week. I'll talk with you next Monday. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.